Well, it's been a few years since we've heard of you, but uh, you're still selling the records there. You've got the greatest hits out, and you have a, a DVD Christmas special out as well. Well, yeah, the DVD's going to be... It's going to be on sale at the gigs that we're just doing, and it's going to be in the, um, in the shops in the new year. So uh, it was done... It was recorded at our recent Brixton Academy gig. It's a really good DVD as well, actually. It looks it looks really, really cool. So uh, I'd say it's a, you know, it's a good... Um, it's a good thing to buy with your um, record tokens that you'll no doubt get over Christmas. Yeah, it's always a bit of a dilemma what yeah, you actually get yourself with these record tokens yeah, sort of things. You're doing the university scene. You've been at Glasgow, York, Liverpool, London, uh, Shepherds Bush Empire, Manchester, Dublin as well, Belfast, the limelight in the 8th of December. When we first started doing the gigs in March, April this year, I really did think it was going to be like, old 30-year-old blokes. You know, there's a, there's a lot of youngsters there, which is really, really cool, actually. I mean, I think what it is, it's maybe these kids have, have heard their older brother or sister sort of playing our stuff and then they've got into it. I mean, along with the Stone Rose, and the, and the Happy Mondays, you were the original Mancunian uh, trio as such. It's really changed since then because nowadays it's very much uh, plastic and fake, even in Manchester, isn't it? I mean, I think Manchester's just, it's not got over the Manchester scene really anymore. It's the crux to the Manchester thing. And all, all, with all Manchester bands as well, when you look at bands like the Buzzcocks and the Fall and New Order, I think everybody was really, really keen on actually giving something back to Manchester, whereas now people just think that it's good enough just to come from Manchester and that's it. I think, you know, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm heavily involved with a lot of new bands in Manchester because I work for um, the New Deal for Musicians programme. So I, I'm in contact with a lot of unemployed and new bands, you know. There's very, very little that really excites me at the moment in Manchester, which is a shame, really. Well, an awful lot of bands seem to uh, burn out before they, they hit pay dirt these days. Do you think that's part of it as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really weird, though, as well. There's like, I think there's so much pressure now, really, on bands to... I think there's pressure on the record industry is getting it wrong because they're building it, they're building like a pyramid from the, the top, you know, the top up, if you know what I mean. The, the, the money, not, money. Well, in that way, yeah, but I think they're trying to second guess what people are going to be into instead of it being organic. I mean, like, you know, you're talking about the Manchester scene. The Manchester scene was never preordained or preconceived. It was people going about the business, doing it because they loved it. Um, I mean, the Mancunians are, you know, quite staunchly sort of um, patriotic to Manchester, do you know what I mean? And I think it was a big two fingers to London, the Manchester scene, do you know what I mean? But that sort of seems to have been lost now, and I think record companies are trying to, and they said they're trying to sort of create scenes that have got no... No soul, no soul. Yeah, no depth to them. There's nothing, there's nothing actually, they're not building it on any foundation. You know, there needs to be a groundswell of the kids really being into it and then them dictating what it is instead of at the moment they're dictating, it's going, it's going the other way and it's not working because of that, you know. It's been basically a decade since the likes of This Is How It Feels. Are you going to surprise us in two years' time with something new and groundbreaking? It's been a real, really enjoyable year for us. We didn't know what to expect. You know, we've not done anything together for eight years. It's been a really, really successful year. You know, sold out Brixton Academy's done all the major festivals, blah de blah de blah But whether or not we would do anything brand new, one of the, the biggest factors in it is the current state of the music industry. Do you know what I mean? I don't think we... It's not as easy now as just getting in the studio, banging down some tracks and, hey, presto, it's, you know, it's out in the charts. Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of serious thinking going to be done, I think, after the, you know in the new year as to what Inspiral Carpets will be. Do you know what I mean? I know that I know that none of us want to just uh 
carry on just playing the same old songs. Some people withdraw from uh, public life because they don't want to go and play the same old songs over yeah. again on the yeah, circuit. Yeah. What, what have you and the guys been doing with yourself over the past few years? I don't know, you've probably been on the university scene every now and again, you know, uh, maybe doing the odd big gig overseas or something like that. Have you been up to anything special? Have you been working in, you know, maybe on TV themes or, or anything like that? This year is the first time we've been together. This time last year, around about pretty much, I would say, almost to the date, was actually the first time we'd been in a room together, all five of us, for eight years, you know, so... And we'd all gone off and done stuff musically or other. But I mean, I did a lot of music for computer games and had techno releases and things like that. And then I started working for the New Deal for Musicians programme as well. So we've all kept in music in some shape or form, be it either actually making music or then within the music industry, you know what I mean? So, and, and, and I said, basically, this time last year was the first time that we were all sat in a room and went, yeah, OK, we'll go and do something next year. How did you manage to uh, not fall out with each other and manage to get back together? Because people, I mean, uh, let me see, we're Tim Burgess and the Charlatans, uh, people think they're on their last legs now because uh, he's away off doing his own thing and, and they think it's going to filter out or phase out. You know, I'd be a liar to say that we were, we were all on each other's Christmas card list. I don't think we actually fell out, but we didn't exactly make great efforts to keep in constant contact either. Do you know what I mean? I think really... I like this. You're being honest with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think... I think you know, f- f- I mean, I was in, in spirals from the age of 18, so when when we when we sort of disintegrated in, like, 94, 95, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know what on earth to do. You know, I'd spent all my sort of formative years just being in a band, and being in a band is the most bizarre world, do you know what I mean? Because everything's laid on for you and whatever. And I think it took all of us quite a bit of time, really, to get used to what it was like to actually be in another world outside of Inspiral Carpets, and how we dealt with that, I think, was... <laughs> Each, down to each individual and now when we've come back I think we've realised we've brought a lot more back to the table you know and I think the the, the humour is there because we're quite scathing you know what I mean with each other we don't suffer fools gladly and you've got to be able to give it as well as take it in this band and straight away we had you know mercilessly ripping into each other and we think right yeah that's right there's no ego there do you know what I mean because I think if if that hadn't have happened if we couldn't have enjoyed ourselves then I wouldn't be sat here talking to you, t- you know, today Mate when you go on the fan sites and you look yourself, up, an awful lot's made out of your lyrics. <laughs> I mean, was there a lot of hidden meaning in the lyrics or were you just having a laugh? Um, it's weird because all five of us write in Inspirals and therefore I think that gives it such a different sort of blend. So, I mean, with my lyrics, I was never, I never really trying... Um, I never really got into anything that was really deep and meaningful. You know, if it rhymed, it was a bonus. <laughs> do you know? What I mean? <laughs> Although now, I mean, I do, I do. I mean, I've got, I've got another side project called uh, DC Ten, which I try and I'm, I'm probably getting more into my lyric writing actually. Do you know what I mean? But I'm still not the sort of person who I don't. I like the, I like lyrics that are a little bit ambiguous that you can read stuff into. Do you know what I mean? I don't like the, uh, you know, the sloganeering sort of lyrics that some bands have. You know, like the Manics, who are a bit. I think that it's a bit too one-dimensional. Do you know what I mean? I don't like sort of dictating to people really that this is what it, this song is about. You know. And also that there's a lot of bands just have one sound and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's I mean I think that's the. That's a testament to Inspirals that we can actually come back after eight years and the songs sound fresh, you know, because because we all wrote and as I said, we've all we're all bringing things back into it now, you know, from we've learnt different skills and whatever. So it's you know it's really really good and like live now. I'd actually say that um, I think we're better now than we were, and I'd tell Jenny Band to be you know to put on a better show. Sometimes being a good band isn't enough these days. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, 
it is. I mean, there's there's so much more now down to the the team you have around you, the pluggers, the record company itself, you know, and there's so many other aspects about being in, in a band or, or or maintaining a consistent sort of chart, you know, p- profile that sometimes the actual, you know, the quality of the song isn't always indicative of whether or not that's going to have a chart hit. You know what I mean? It's you know, everything can be going right, but if your accountant gets it all wrong, then, you know, you know what I mean? You oh know, so, yeah, yeah, so. Something that came to mind is women seem to be able to reinvent themselves a lot easier than uh, men, don't they? Totally, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think we we would be quite a nightmare assignment for any stylist, I think. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, an artist like Madonna, I mean, a rate her, you know, really highly, but, you know, she's been aware that, yeah, I mean, to keep it going, you've got to be able to, you know, reinvent yourself. And for bands, I think it is a little bit more difficult, you know. Although Clint's given it a good go with his, you know, he's got rid of his bowler haircut and he's got his his new one now, do you know what I mean? So, I'm a bit stumped on the old haircut thing, I'm a bit... You know, <laughs> only got one. You know what I mean? <laughs> now tell me this: every everybody asks about this. This, this T-shirt, cool as beep. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, it's almost like a Forrest Gump T-shirt with a smiley face, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, again, this is one of the things where I think people thought that we sat down in the you know the late eighties, early nineties, and goes right, yeah, like, what what could we do that would cause as much Ferrari and you know outcry? And it literally was. It was. A phrase that was used in a recording session when we actually recorded Joe and we did it with 808 State. And sometimes when, you know, when you've got people all together in one room, you start saying, you know, like catchphrases like the fast show or whatever. It was just one of those. And we just thought, oh, we'll put it on a T-shirt and see how it does. And the next minute it's people are getting arrested <laughs> for wearing it, you know what I mean? And it's, again, that was indicative of us just doing something because it felt good at the time. You've been very good and generous with your time today. Thanks a lot for joining us. I hope uh, the Inspiral Carpets uh, go all the way and the Bex Bissell doesn't get to you too soon. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks a lot, mate.